0: Thank you for tuning in to Repairs of the Breach Ministries Podcast. We pray this podcast blesses you as Pastor Calvin King delivers a message from God. So today I'm going to talk to you about how you were wired. Amen. Um, Brother Daniel, he he's he's he, he's able to wire stuff. James Daniel Jr. Uh, he wired my house and it's still standing. Uh, If I had went out there and wired my house myself, chances are I may not be standing before you, or my house could not be livable because I don't understand electricity. I don't understand wiring. Even though it can be a blessing, it can also be a curse. Your life has been wired by God. You can choose to be a blessing or a curse. It all depends on how you want to view things or how you want to see things. You are wired to love. There's a song that I love. I, I praise team when they sing it. And, and I, I know I don't remember the, the, the name of the song, but it's, it's a, it, a lover of your presence. And it says that I was made for love. Amen. And I want you to think about it. Don't look at nobody. But look inside yourself. You were made for love. You're going to love something or somebody because you were made that way. You were designed that way. You were wired to do that. The problem comes in as a people when we choose to rewire our circuits. When you decide to rewire yourself and because somebody hurt you, you want to hurt back or you want to get even, at that point in time, you have begun to try to rewire your circuit or rewire yourself to hate because you were not designed to hate. You were designed to love. I see some, some women that, that they've been through so much and, and they just, they've been through it so long until they end up becoming, and I told you about this, scorn. They have forced themselves to hate. You have caused yourself to be rewired. Well, pastor, how do I rewire myself if that's possible when you start thinking on evil thoughts? When you start thinking about getting back at a person, when you start thinking about how you're going to get even, those evil thoughts begin to rewire your circuit because you were never wired to do this. So now your thought pattern begins to rewire, and that's why some people end up scorned. they're hateful, they're jealous, they're envious, all that stuff gets into you because you have rewired your circuits with your thought patterns. Listen to me good. Some of you people know you've been hurt, you've been abused, you've been bruised, but you just don't have the right to hate. Why? Why, Pastor? Because you were not wired that way. Stop trying to force yourself to hate a person. When God has wired you to love them, in spite of no matter what they have done to you, your I remember once when somebody did something to one of my sisters. They hurt her, and she was you know she was hurt real bad. And boy, I was so mad. I wanted to get him. I wanted to do something bad to him. I just couldn't find it in me nowhere. And I saw him. All I could do was break down and cry like a little old baby. I felt so bad. I felt so weak. Because I felt like I needed to get even because I told myself and I told my mind I was going to get them. And I was going to get them good. But because the way I was wired, and I didn't understand what I understand now, I was trying to force myself to do something ugly, to be something evil, when God didn't create me to be evil. Some of you sitting out here, you are the same way. You're trying to force yourself to be mad at somebody who hurt you. Or done some wrong to you and you're trying to force yourself to rewire yourself. And that's not how God created you. Let me show you and tell you how God created you. You were made or created for love. Amen? According to Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 from the New Living Translation, then God said, let us make human being in our image to be like us. Let us Make human being, mankind, in our image to be like us. God has created or made you to look to act like him. You have the ability to love. Whether you choose it or not, you have the ability because God made you in his image and in his likeness. God created you to act like him. And when all hell is coming against you, God wants to see you act like him because he has given every one of us his character, his nature. is inside of all of us. If you are created by God, God is your father, guess what? His characteristics are all over you. You have the ability to love. You have it. But what you're trying to do is rewire yourself to convince yourself that you don't want to. Now, that's the problem when you don't want to, when you refuse to. That's when we get in trouble. And that's when we mess around and we rewire ourselves. And when you rewire yourself, you allow all stuff to come into your life that God did not want in your life. Worry, fear, all that sickness, all that bitterness coming to your life. Bitterness begins to rot your bones. That's why God wired you to such a way that your body was designed to heal itself. But because of our tinkering. With our wiring, we have caused ourselves now to allow things to come into our life that God never intended. Right. Because we wanted to get even. How many of you ever wanted to get back at somebody? Yeah. Oh, all, whoa, all y'all got the money. All right, goodness, have mercy. <laughs> I need to stop and talk about bitterness. <laughs> <laughs> what you have to do now at this point, since you know you better than I know you, you got to look at your wiring. You've been hardwired by God. Now, for you to take that out and do something differently, you are setting yourself up with something that you just didn't know or don't know. All of you all who want to get back at people, I pray that you found it in yourself to love them. i got two people that say that's right. right. Regardless of what they did, come on now. We have an example. The Bible tells us that they spit on him, they beat him, they whipped him, they did everything that they could do imaginable to him, and he looked up to heaven and said, Father, get him back. No, he didn't. He said, Father, forgive them. Why? Because they don't know what they're doing. I told you all a long time ago that if your husband, if your boyfriend, if your girlfriend, if your wife, if your mate had knew, If they had knew how bad what they had done to you was going to damage you, they never would have done it. If they knew how bad or how messed up their actions were making you, they would not do it. If they knew how bitter you were going to be, they never would have treated you that way. I can't believe that they would because there's some love of God in their heart. Some of you are so damaged, and you weren't damaged always. But their relationship messed you up so bad that you become scarred, scorned, and bitter. Release the person. Let them go because they didn't understand what they were doing. Just like Jesus said, He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. They didn't know what they were doing, they didn't know they were going to damage you like this, baby. It's been 30 years and you're still thinking about it, you're still hurt. They didn't know they were going to damage you like that. So release them. And therein, find release for yourself. Let yourself go. Let yourself love. Some of you are mean and just don't have to be. Some of you are grouchy and just don't have to be. Some of you are going to be old and lonely and nobody going to want to visit you because you're too mean now. Because somebody hurt you so bad and you got to let go and let God. Be who he created you to be. Be who he designed you to be. Be who he wired you to be. He wired you to love. So start loving them. You must choose to do it. You were created in this image. He created you to act like him. Watch this Psalms, chapter 1, uh, 139, verse 13. I mean, chapter 13 through 1. Chapter 139, verse 13 through 15 <laughs> from the New Living Translation. Watch this, how, how, how David was t- talking to God. He said, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knitted me together in my mother's womb. God was fashioning and forming you. You're just not some, some freak of science. You're just not something that just happened. You're just not a test tube, baby. God created you in your mother's womb. David said, thank you for making me so fearfully, wonderfully complex. Baby, that's not a bad thing. You're complex. You're different. You're special. You're unique. So why would you rewire yourself when God has already done the best thing for you? He knew you're coming in and you're going out. He knew what you were going to need in order to survive in life. When you get home, read that whole chapter and you'll see what God said about you. He took his time creating you because he knew you're coming in. He knew you're going out. He knew what you were going to run into in life. So he, was, he fearfully and wonderfully, in other words, he was careful when he was making you. Yes. So you are giving thanks. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I, begin, as I was being formed in utter seclusion. When nobody else knew what was going on, God said, I was working on you. I was fixing you. I was getting you ready. Hmm. In other seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the mother's womb, I was made for love. Baby, you were made for love. You were made that way. Don't force yourself to be ugly. Don't force yourself to get even. Mm-mm. God has created you for a purpose and a design. He's already put everything in motion for you. All you have to do is go after the plan. Many times we've gotten off because we rewired ourselves. And, and when once you start rewiring yourself, then there are a lot of things that don't make sense anymore. God can say one thing, and to you, you will rationalize that. Why? Because you rewired yourself, and you think differently now. You don't think the way God wants you to think. That's why some people can do evil and not care. They have rewired themselves. When you stay in God's design, God will perfect everything that concerns you. Watch this. How many of you love God? Let me put that to a test. Watch this. I'm going to ask you that again. How many of you love God? Are the same hands up that went up before? Because this scripture says, if you love me, if you really love me like you say you do, you'll keep my commandments. If you really love God, you can't just do things your your way. You can't do what you want to do. It just don't work that way. Because I love him, there's some things I can't do against him. There's some things I can't do that might offend him or might upset him. Or make him dissatisfied with my life if I really love him. The problem is that we don't love God, so we don't demonstrate it and we act like we don't know what is going on. For you to say you love God and hate your brother, you're a liar. You're a liar. How can you say you love God whom you have not seen right. and you see your brother or your sister every day and you can't stand them? That's right. You know, I think the biggest problem with us today is the same problem that Jesus ran into with the Pharisees and all the people of his day. We err because we don't know Scripture. That's it. We don't know the Word of God. So there's no, there's no standard. There's nothing for us to evaluate the way we're living by because we don't know the truth. We hear the preacher say, "Well, how do you know the preacher telling the truth? You just take his word for it what a pastor said. Well, what did God say? Did you ever take what pastor said and line it up with the word of God for yourself? Study to show thyself approved, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. you got to study for yourself. you got to know what I say here ought to be a conviction or a witness to your life. It ought to bear witness to something that you've already read. Jesus said, If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. That's if you love me, you would keep my commandments. 1 John 4 and 8. For anyone that does not love does not know God. If you can't love somebody who hurts you, you need to think about your walk and your relationship with God. I told you love is a powerful force. Love is something that you cannot force, but it's a force that you cannot stop. You should not stop yourself from loving people. If if you want a divorce, then get your divorce. You don't have to stop loving that person because you want you 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 know, I I I I got to make myself hate you. I got to make myself not like you. Just so I can walk away from you. You're going to rewire yourself because you want to get over me? Really? You want to mess up the design? Because you want to get over me. You want to get me out of your system. And the only way you feel you can get me out of your system is to hate me out. I, I, I beg to differ with you. Because I believe love is so powerful that you can't force yourself to hate me. Because deep down under that hate, there's still love. Love is too powerful for hate to stop. I know people, I have counseled women who have been divorced ten years and still hadn't got the divorce. That paper does not divorce you. God has to release you. I've seen I've seen people who who go and get a divorce and think now I'm free. No, you're not. If God doesn't set you free, you're not free. I've seen some women who God has set free. I can sense it in my spirit. I have saw them, and they are free. I can sense it in them. I know it. They are free. Then I see some women who are just, they're not free because they hadn't done everything that God told them to do. They hadn't been obedient to the commandments. But they're going to go ahead on and get the divorce, and for years they walk around in bondage with their issues. Ah, I'll leave that alone. Since. I can look at some of the looks on your faces and tell that you don't like that. Anyone who does not love does not know God. For God is love. If he created you in his image, then what are you created with? God is love. You are created with love. Watch this. Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 and through 48 from the New Living Translation says, and he was talking about teaching them about loving their enemies. And the Pharisees came up to him. And they was talking about all this crazy stuff about this and about that. And Jesus said, Okay, all right, cool. He finally got the people aside, got them together. They went up to the mountain. He started teaching them the attitudes that he wanted them to have. He said, You have heard the law says, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Y'all have heard that before? Guess what? That's not scripture. It's not consistent with Scripture. It's not consistent with what God said, and I know most of you have gotten it because you heard it, and you made it scriptural. It's not scriptural. God did not. It is, it's not consistent with what God has said and taught through His Word. He taught them. He said, "If your if your man have an ox and that ox is stuck, you go help him get it out. Even though he's your enemy, you go help him." He started teaching them the attitudes and the concerns about it. And so, therefore, when you read it in the New Testament, it has to be something different. He's teaching them, look, I know what you heard. But because you didn't know Scripture, you error. That's right. The Pharisees had started teaching some stuff that wasn't Scripture, and the people believed it and they accepted it to be true. Now you got it right. I love my neighbor, but I hate my enemy. God said, no, 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 no. No, let me show you something. Watch this. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 17 through 20. Don't rejoice when your enemy falls. Don't be happy when they stumble. For the Lord will be displeased with you and turn his anger away from them. What is God saying? God's saying, you know what, vengeance is mine. I'll repay. I'll get them back. You keep your heart right. But when you get to the point, you start seeing them go down and you get happy, he said, I'll take my judgment off of them because you don't know how to handle it. You won't keep your heart right, and you glad to see them getting going down. You're glad to see them getting what you think they deserve. And you start getting excited about it. Uh-huh, that's what you get. That's what you get. God said, you know what? I bag up. Because your heart getting off. You're rewiring yourself. You're messing yourself up. So I bag up to keep you from damaging what I created. You can't be happy when you see your enemies go down. You ought to feel for them. You ought to be be concerned for them. You ought to be praying for them. Because then what you're doing is taking vengeance on yourself. Mm -hmm, That's what you get. Don't touch God's anointing. Don't do his prophets no harm. That's what you get. No. God said, because of that, for the Lord will be displeased with you, not with them, with you, and will turn his anger away from them. God said, forget it. I'll leave him alone. Why? Because you acting a fool. You were created for love. You were designed for love. You can't get excited when you see other people hurting. That is not God. Don't be, watch this, don't fret because of evildoers. Don't be envy of the wicked. Stop, you know, God, why are you letting them get away with stuff? God, why are you letting them get by? You rewiring yourself. God, look, God, how are you going to bless them? And I've been serving you all this time. I've been walking up right before you got God said, well, that was required out of our relationship. I want you to love me with all your heart, all your soul, all your being. So why are you worried about what they're doing? If your relationship with me is tight, guess what? Your day coming? Right. Right. Stop getting all twisted because you see me bless them. He said, I reign on the just and the unjust. So you can't stop me from being who I am because I'm blessing some evil worker or evil doer. Guess what? I created them all. They're part of me. They'll soon be cut down, but that's all right. Let them enjoy something. You want God to be a mean God because you want to be mean. If you were God, what would people be? Don't even think that way. Don't even think like that. If you had his power, we all probably be messed up. Everybody would be afraid to say anything or even to think a thought around you. Because you would know their thoughts. And if they thought ugly, you you would, you they would be in hell right now. So don't be don't fret because of evildoers. Don't be enemies of the wicked, for evil people have no future. If they're doing wrong, they don't have a future. So let them enjoy this look. Like this is nothing. God said, you know what? This is this earth, this is, this is nothing compared for what I have for you. Yeah, right. So let them enjoy sometime. They are here now, so let them enjoy a little bit of life. Because they have no future. The light of the wicked will be snuffed out. Mm-hmm. I think our biggest problem is the fact that we don't get a chance to see what we need to see and do what God called us to do so we get everything twisted. Watch this. Back, Matthew uh, 5, 43 through 48, watch this. I'm going to read you the whole thing. You heard that the law says that love your neighbors and hate your enemies. He said, but I say unto you, let me correct something that you've been, th- that you've been hearing, what you thought was in Scripture that you thought was right because the Pharisees and the Sadducees told you some stuff that you didn't research and that you didn't know the truth about. You didn't know my word for yourself. So let me tell you this. They said, in other words, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. He said, but I say unto you, let me straighten this out. I say unto you, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Who are trying to get back at you? Who are trying to lie on you? Who are trying to say all kind of evil against you? Who want your job? Who want your position? Who want your man? Oh, see, I yeah, that was different then. when I slid that one in there, didn't I? Uh huh. Uh huh. Baby, you got a good man, and she want him. What you do? You pray for. Now, nah, don't go and start praying witchcraft stuff. Don't, you know, bring that stuff down. Don't, don't, don't reverse. No, you pray that she find her own. God God sent her her own man. Because she she won't mind, God. And and you said that every man have his own wife and every wife her own husband. And God, he's mine. God, I got papers on him. (laughs) He is mine and I can prove it. So God, give her hers. Let her find hers. Don't go and start calling the fire down from heaven. Don't call her devilish. Don't call her demon-possessed. Don't call her this. No, speak life to her. Now, some of you can't see that. I'm not going to pray for this skeezer. (laughs) And there's a word that is used in the Bible, heifer. I'm not going to pray for her. And she after my man. Well, God told you But I say unto you, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. He goes on saying, say, all manner of evil against you for my name's sake. God said, your attitude can't be like the people in the world. You're mine. Whether you know it or not, God has papers on you. You've been adopted into the royal family. So stop acting like heathens when you're royalty. You are royalty, baby. Act like you're royal. Expect favor. Expect these things to come upon your life and overtake your life. Stop living like they do. Come out from among them. Watch this. In that way, you'll be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives sunlight to what? Both. The evil and the good. Folks that don't like you, God said, I'm still giving them sunlight. Mm -hmm. They can't stand me, God, so how are you going to bless them? Say, watch me. You can't, make, stop, you can't make God stop being God because you mad at somebody. You can't make God get even with them because you upset with them. So what you're trying to do is bring witchcraft into play. Whatever you've done to me, <laughs> God going to do it to you. No, that's witchcraft. You're trying to make God get even with somebody because you upset with them. God said, I'm God all by myself. The evil and the good. And he said, reign on the just and the unjust alike. So God's not going to stop being God because of you. Let me go to something else. Watch this one. You hear this. For the love of Christ constrains us. There ought to be some control in your love life. There ought to be some restraints that you put on yourself. You ought not be able to hate everybody. You ought not be able to do just anything. Because the love of Christ constrains me. When I wanted to get back at that gentleman, I couldn't. Why? Because something was restraining me. I didn't want to go to jail either. I definitely didn't want to get beat down out there in the street. Here I am going to justify somebody else. I get beat down like them. So there's a lot of things that were going on in my mind to help me to restrain myself. And I had to yield to some good sense. Some of you don't want to yield to good sense. You get so built up and so worked up that you want to do your wrong. And you listen to that little devil that's on the side of your head just telling you, go ahead, get him, put a brick through their window put their ties on a flat. Where is that coming from? That is not coming from God. When you are wired to love, why are you going to make yourself do evil? You're making yourself come out of the will, the purpose, and the plan of God just to get back at somebody else. You're going to mess your blessings up because they're messing you up. If you walk upright before him, he will withhold no good thing from you. Can love be powerful enough to keep you on the right track? Yes, the love of Christ constrains me. I can't get off. That's why I tell you, I can't cuss you out. There may be another curse word in me, but I can't give it to you. <laughs> and sometimes I might feel like I want to, but I can't. Why? Because you won't let me. He begins to dominate my life now. I can't do what I want to do. It may be okay for me to drink, but I can't drink. Why? Because you might see me. And I don't want to damage you based on you saw what Pastor was doing. So therefore, my love for God and for his people constrains me. I can't do what I want to do. Baby, you might look good. You might look better than Miss King, but the love of Christ constrains me. You missed that one. I'm going to let it settle. I'm going to say it one more time so you can hear it. Sometimes people don't know what they want. They want what they see. And they want what they think somebody else wants. And they happy with somebody else's blessing. But you can't have their blessing because it's their blessing. You go get your own. Are you getting this? You understanding what I'm saying? Now, uh, I've had some correction. You see, I'm trying to be controlled. Yeah. I'm not trying to get loud. Right. I'm not fussing. Somebody said they heard me on the radio, and they said I was fussing. I was not fussing. <laughs> so so y'all see now. I'm just calm. I'm cool. Mm-hmm. All right. I just want you to get this. You hear it on the radio. Terry got to start reviewing my tapes and make sure I don't be sounding crazy So I don't want y'all to look bad, all right? But the truth come, to, come to, is crush the earth shall rise again. The truth is, sometimes you need to be fussed at. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I need to come right direct in your living room uh-huh. because you ain't hearing nothing go on in no other part of your house. God has anointed me to bring you the truth. Why? Because you cried out for victory. You cried out for support. And God has heard your cry. And He sent you, Pastor Calvin King. Amen. And the only way I can shake you free is to give you what He said. Amen. And if the Son sets you free, you're free indeed, baby. Amen. You're free indeed. Amen. If you allow what this word, what the words of God has given me, to get into you. He will make you free. He will make you free. You might not want to, but he will make you free. You'll be free on the inside long before it appears on the outside. People look at you, and your countenance would change. You're not the same old mean person that you used to be. Some of you guys, some of you all in here, was at one point, y'all was so mean. Your own, your own family didn't want to be around you. But now you've got into the word a little bit, and you've softened up. And you know what? You've been you've been mean so long that. You've been mean so long. Stop pointing at people. You've been, meaning, you've been mean so long that, that you, you, you had got accustomed to who you were. And now some word in you and you start lighting up a little bit and, and you're feeling all mushy inside. So you just have to find somebody just to talk ugly to. Why? So you can feel like you used to feel. You're not, you're not comfortable feeling wired or plugged into God because that's making you feel weak. And some of you want to feel like you're in control. That you got somebody you can fuss at, somebody you can order around, somebody you can tell where to go and what to do when they get there. Uh huh. I say to you, that's not how you were wired. You can be nice, you can be social. Amen. <laughs> the love of Christ constrains us. Watch this. Romans chapter 8, verse 5. This is God. This is how I know you can do some stuff. Y'all get ready now. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. This is from the Amplified. But God clearly showed or proved his own love for us. You hear this? God is demonstrating. He's showing you how much he loves us. By the fact that while we were still, what? Sinners. Christ died for us. He couldn't stop himself from loving us. So, how do you think you can stop yourself from loving somebody else? If you're going to get rid of them, if they're going to get rid of you, that doesn't mean that you have to stop loving them. You don't have to stop loving them. When Jesus, when God and Adam fell out in the garden, Adam did what he wanted to do. What happened? God just kicked him out, kicked him to the curb, give me my stuff back, give me my anointing back, give me my names of my animals back, you ain't going to have nothing around here that's going to remind me of you. Can you imagine God doing some crazy stuff like that? Mm-mm. You was a giraffe? No, you're going to be a monkey. Monkey? You was a monkey? No, you're going to be an elephant. Elephant? Get another name because is not going to be you. I don't want nothing that Adam left around here. No. God wasn't tripping like that. God still loved Adam even though he had to put him out of the garden. And he demonstrated that love when you start reading the scriptures. God put him out of the garden, but he sacrificed an animal to put clothes on Adam to take care of Adam because he wasn't in comfort no more. Adam, you don't to have to work from the sweat of your brow. You realize you're naked, but let me clothe you. I guarantee you all while Adam was out of God, God was still watching over his creation because he was in love with it. He looked at Adam and said, Adam, if you come back to this garden in the condition that you are and get to that tree of life, you're going to be forever stuck in this situation. I can't have that. So I'm dispatching angels to watch this tree of life. Protect it and don't let Adam get back to it. This angel has a flaming sword. Don't let him get back to this tree. Why? Because if he eats of this tree, he's going to always be lost and separated from me, and I can't deal with that. God can't deal with you not having a relationship with him. That's why this church is getting ready to move into a deeper relationship with God. That's right. We're getting ready to move into the spiritual stuff. Amen. We're getting ready to connect with him again. Yeah. You're going to be hearing his voice. You're going to be prophesying. You're going to do the things that God called you to do. Get ready. I'm warning you now. Yeah. Yeah. I refuse to sit back and watch you all be church as usual. Not when my life is being better. There's no way I can be better and watch you say the same. I'm going to tell you what God is doing in my life. I'm going to demonstrate his love that he has for me by showing you how God operates. Everyone in here, God has been talking to you. He's a communicator. He first stepped on the scene and said, let there be. He started talking on the scene. He hadn't stopped talking since then. The problem is that we've been blocked. The Bible says our sins have blocked us between God. God does not want your sin to overpower who he is. While you were yet sinners, he died for you. What makes you think that he stopped loving you now? Just because you can force yourself to stop loving somebody because they hurt you, God can't do that. Why? Because God is love. He can't stop himself from loving you. That's why he gave you a free ticket to get out. He don't want you to go to hell. Hell wasn't designed for you. It was designed for the devil and his demons. So God gave you a free ticket to get out. He said, all you have to do is open up your mouth and say, devil, I don't want you. I want Jesus. Confession is made to salvation. All right. One more scripture, and then we're going to do a little worship to our Father. This is what I'm convinced. This is one scripture, that got, a set of scriptures that got into my spirit a long time ago. And I realized that my sin wasn't strong enough to block my God. I realized that even while I was in a sin, that I could still talk to him. Well, your sins have blocked you. Yeah, it did. But, boy, I repented, and I said, God, you got to help me with this. Because I like doing what I'm doing, and I know it's wrong. You, you missed that one, didn't you? Some of you guys, you got a sin that you like doing. Mm -hmm. You like it. Mm -hmm. You like it. If you didn't like it, you could have put it down a long time ago. But because you like this sin, this sin wants to own you. But God's not willing to share you with that sin. If you would acknowledge your sin before him, he's just. He's righteous to not only forgive you of that sin, but cleanse you from all the unrighteousness that that sin had a hold on your life with. Yeah. Some of you got a sin that you like. It may be come from your parents, from your great parents. They liked it. And guess what? You like it, too. You don't know where it comes from. It's just there. God loves you so much that there's time when he overlooked that thing and heard your cry, heard your voice, trying to send you somewhere where you can learn repentance so you can get it right with him. Because he's not willing that any of you should perish, but that all should seek repentance. All he wants you to do is, God, you know what? I'm telling you, this is how I did it. You know what? I love running women. I loved it. I didn't care much about the dope. I did it because some am you know, other people out there are doing it. But running the women, I loved it. My biggest fear was, God, if I get married, how in the heck am I going to stay with one woman for the rest of my life? I couldn't see it. But when I start praying to God, in my sin, God, and I know some of y'all are too holy to hear this. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you the truth. I was in my mess crying out to my God who had no legal right or or written word that he would actually hear me. Matter of fact, he had every right to turn his back on me, but he didn't. That's when I started realizing that he loved me. Even in the midst of my sin, he loved me. I said, God, you're going to have to help me. I don't want to continue to live like this. I'm hurting women. I'm seeing them cry, and I didn't care. To me, it was macho to watch them cry. I was somebody. Get my pot. Oh, man, Slim, she was snotting and drooling all over the place. Man, 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 come on. I'm crying out to God. I'm praying. I'm I'm talking to God about getting myself together. And God allowed me to get hurt. I said, Oh, that's how they feel. (laughs) I felt the pain, I felt love being uncontrollable. I felt myself doing stupid things because I thought I was in love. And then when I, I, I realized that, I said, God, I apologize. And I promise you, God, if you ever want to use me, God, I promise you, I'll tell other women how we are as men. Yeah. See, y'all still don't want to listen. <laughs> but I be telling y'all the truth. When I tell y'all we love playing games, and you don't want to, oh, <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. See, I'ma tell you I'ma tell you the truth. It's in us to chase. But hey, why am I gonna go out there to chase when the prey coming to me? <laughs> mm-hmm. See if you gonna come at me. If I come to you, we're going to have a head-on collision. I just hold my speech. Oh, cool. You know, just stay on my ground, and you come to me. And I get a chance to see you before you get here because you're advertising. You're telling me you want business. So I don't have to change. I don't have to come out of my character. I don't have to be anything special. But you're already after me. You don't like that, do you? You should know the truth. And the truth will make you free. A A man's job is to chase. A woman's job is to lure. The problem is that you don't know how to lure. You think you lure with your dress. No. It's your character. It's your personality. It's the unseen woman. When a man can't figure you out, he begins to explore. He has a view, but he wants a better view. There's something about you he can't figure it out. It's because he finally ran upon a lady. A real lady. And he's intrigued. His hunt is still on. He's going around her trying to figure out... (laughs) He's going to snip you up and down, <laughs> trying to figure you out. And he can't figure you out because you're a lady. He's intrigued by your beauty. He's captivated. Pretty soon to be intoxicated with your love. Yeah. That's what we're after. But when you're going to give me the milk, I'm not going to buy the cow. <laughs> I don't even care for beef. <laughs> let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. I done got y'all away from where I want to take y'all to. <laughs> Romans chapter 8, verse 38. I am convinced. I am myself. I'm convinced that nothing can separate us from the love of God. From God's love, I am convinced that nothing can separate me from that. Neither death nor life. Neither angels nor demons. There's no demon that can separate me from the love of God. Neither our fears for today nor my worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that was revealed in Jesus Christ, our Lord. What is he saying? He's saying, I revealed how much I love you because I killed my own son for you while you were yet in sin. What makes you think your sin can separate me from you? Yeah, great job, great job. I love you more than that. Yeah. I'm giving you time. I'm giving you life so you can repent and come back to me, your first love. You love me, why? Because I first love you. Thank you for listening to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.com. If you would like to be a blessing to us, please visit the website and select the donations link. Again, thank you for listening and have a blessed day.